0: I'm
1: Steve Sisson. I'm Aaron Linden. I'm Floyd Whiting.
2: I'm Madison Danforth.
0: And this is Jackalopes Explore, a weekly dive into the Loop hole where we look for context on conspiracy theories and issues affecting our times. This time around, we're looking at EVs. And I think we'll start the uh, conversation just by a uh, one sentence. Uh, Position on EVs. What do you think about EVs? Let's go around the table. Give me a one-sentence summary of what you think.
2: Explain what an EV is Electric vehicles.
3: Electric vehicles. Wave of the future, they told
0: us.
1: All right, Aaron. What do you think about electric vehicles? (laughs) My one sentence is I'm not opposed to them, but I think it's a crock of crap. (laughs) Right? They need
3: to figure out practicality.
2: Yeah, I kind of agree with both of you. What? I know.
3: And that's our show. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's I, happened. We got
0: it's Madison happened. to agree yeah. with us on something. Uh, my position is, it's undoubtable in my mind that EVs are the future of civilian transportation. How long it will take us to get to that future and you know what that future actually looks like is going to be uh, up to be determined. So I think we have a long ways to go. They've been oversold and uh, they're not all they're cracked up to be, but, but I'm still totally pro-EV. So here's the thing,
1: like if I'm in LA, Chicago, <laughs> Minneapolis, whatever, right? Totally, I would have a Tesla, I get it. I mean, I I understand it, but around here, you know, middle of nowhere, you're a horse person now. <laughs> right? right? Your daughter is. You yeah. hook the trailer up <laughs> behind an electric vehicle, and you go to Cody. Guess what's going to happen? I'm going to take a long time to get there. Yeah, you are, and you're going to be up the mountain, out of juice, and there's no place to charge
0: riding
2: it. Riding the horse. Yeah, right. Of course,
0: the, everyone, you know, they think EVs we're saving the planet. Uh, you know, this is this is the way we're going to stop global warming and all that stuff. And it, it, I think it's going to make a difference, but there are a lot of uh, hidden truths about EVs. And that's kind of what we're going to look for today, I think. And
3: well, and and at the same time, uh, you know, for those of us who went to school in the 1980s, public school, and and we sat down and read our weekly readers, yeah. <laughs> we have been told about climate change and pollution since we were in the first grade. We have been told this is going to happen. This is going to have to happen over and over and over. We've been told this. But no one got off their butts in time to actually make this happen. And so now the current presidential administration is m- more often than not using the EPA as a way to weaponize progress. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing that I've got with that is fine. Do we have to do that? Is it, is it worse Than what we're being told publicly that you're going to weaponize an entire administration that you're going to slow up everything when it comes to energy for some reason i mean you know a lot of people talk about the next world war and and who it's going to be with i I have no idea but i can tell you what it's going to be about and that's energy yes Mm yes that's energy Mm -hmm. and currently i don't think that we're being told the entire truth i agree about where we're at with pollution the speed at which climate change is going to be taking place and what the damage is that we've already done and i say we because we've all been involved in this Mm -hmm. if you're an american we've all done this together Mm -hmm. we as a society have decided that we're going to make this massive change right damn (laughs) now
1: yeah see and that's that's my biggest problem with it is when they go oh we're mandating this by 2035 everybody's gonna no i'm not yeah you don't tell me what to do generally when somebody tells me what to do i want to go the opposite
0: direction (laughs) right well look at the mask situation with COVID. i mean there was so much pushback just because Mm -hmm. you can't tell me to do that right i mean even if there were other reasons behind it it started with that. I won't do it just because you told me to do it.
3: The American way, baby. Yeah. I am not going to be told what to do. Right? I, am mm-hmm. a, I am my own king, mm-hmm. and I always will be. I'm driving to Denver later,
1: right? Like, if I had an EV, <laughs> it's going to take me twice as long. Absolutely. It's a yeah. pain in the butt. Yeah. If I'm literally driving, whatever, 20 miles to work, dinging around, coming home, plugging it into the wall, great. But one of the favorite things I've ever seen was somebody took stickers and stuck them on the Tesla charging stations (laughs) and it said, powered by coal. It's still energy. You don't get free energy out of the wall. It's still pollutants. And in Wyoming,
0: that's especially true because 70, almost 80% of our power comes from coal.
3: Yeah, right? it, it, uh, everyone looks out the window and sees those beautiful uh, windmills out there. But the fact of the matter is we pretty much sell that. Yeah. That's gone. Oh,
0: and, yeah. we, and we produce... Twelve times as much power as we consume, so a lot of that coal power is going elsewhere. Right. Uh, yeah. If you see a, a Tesla driving around here in Wyoming, it's powered by coal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Um, and it's but, more and more anymore n- now.
0: Nationwide, it's a little different though. Even with all the export that we do, twenty percent of U.S. power comes from coal. Forty uh, percent is natural gas. So you're still looking at you know sixty mm-hmm. percent from fossil fuels. The rest is wind and solar and all that stuff. Nuclear. Nuclear. Yeah. yeah. And in Wyoming. There's no nuclear at the moment. Uh, That's something we should talk about, too, because I think if you're looking at the environmental equation for EVs, that's the one thing you could do that would really help tip that equation in favor of the EV. Right now, you start off with an environmental deficit, and we'll get into the the mining of the lithium and all that. Uh Uh, that is a huge offset. Huge. From, as soon as that thing rolls off the lot, it is behind in uh, the equation compared to its gas counterparts. It will eventually catch up, even with a lot of coal power and, and natural gas, but it takes a few years, and that's on you know in the best of circumstances. But you could make that happen faster if we switched off of you know, coal and natural gas and went to more nuclear.
3: Now, Steve, a lot of people understand how these EVs work. And, and and how lithium batteries uh, work, but there's been a lot of advances in technology probably with, in the last decade mm-hmm. alone. Mm-hmm. Would you give us a quick rundown of how an, uh, an electric vehicle actually operates?
0: Yeah, it's really simple. I mean, compared to a gas engine where you have the, the pistons and the crankshafts and the timing chains and all that stuff, and you're, you get the valves that are timing the, the introduction of the fuel and the air mixture, the compression and the exhaust and all that, all an EV does is take a big battery, hook it up to an electric motor and use that motor to turn the wheels and, and there's a little more complexity than that. There's still coolant that has to happen in there, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of heat generation that, that goes on. When, you know, if, if you've used a power tool that's an electric power tool, the battery gets hot if you're running it under constant load. So if you're driving an EV down the highway, that battery is getting warm and it needs to be cooled. So there's still coolant and there's still pumps and hoses and all that stuff. But other than those things, you know, there's no transmission, there's none of that stuff, there's no emission stuff that has to go on, all the computer-controlled, you know, the way that they've made gas engines more environmentally friendly, there's a lot of complexity going into that with, you know, computer-controlled ignition and timing and all that stuff, it's constantly adjusting all that stuff to try to make it burn as clean as possible. But EVs are really simple. It's basically just a motor and batteries. You still got a 12 volt battery that's charged by the big DC battery that uh, you know runs the, the, the main show. Uh, so you still have a small 12 volt battery that runs your radio and all your cabin electronics, but it's a very simple
1: operation. Well, and then that gets into when the Northeast was getting hit with the really, really cold weather. All the people with EVs couldn't even run their heater <laughs> because the, the load on the battery was so much, it was so cold they're driving around with no heat
3: Mm. really I didn't hear about that
1: temperature does affect
0: you know, it affects the power tools. When the battery gets too hot, it won't work. If it's too cold, yep. it, it doesn't have much power to stand out. Now, good EVs will have thermal management. They will warm the battery up, but it takes some time to do that, and you're losing a lot of range when you're doing that. It It's not the most efficient way. And a lot of those EVs also use electric resistive heat, like your electric baseboard heats that is in the, some houses. Mm-hmm. You're just taking that battery and basically shorting terminals across it to make heat. Uh some wow! Of really? More, yeah. So I mean, that's not real efficient. I mean, it is kind of efficient, but it does drain the battery quite a lot. Yeah. You could use heat pumps and be more efficient, but heat pumps only work down to certain temperatures. If you're in sub-zero, you know, climates and stuff, right. you're not going to get much heat out of a heat well, pump.
3: Any photographer, uh, you know, who uses digital, who's who's been out in the cold weather, knows. <laughs> Your battery is halved. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, what I mean? That's, you, that's about it. Yeah, yep.
0: yeah, it's about half. Uh, that said, though, you, you see the pictures of you know all the, the vehicles stranded in a winter storm. I would still rather be in an EV in that situation than a gas vehicle because really? there is a ton of power in those EVs. You're look, looking like a hundred kilowatt hour battery on on the bigger ones. Uh, that's enough power to run a house for several days. The biggest drain on that battery is turning the wheels and pushing the vehicle through the air and up and down hills and stuff. If the vehicle vehicle just sitting there. There is a lot of power available to run the heater and the cabin electronics and all that stuff. You could sit there for days. I mean, of course, you're not going to go into it with a full charge, but the other vehicles have to idle the engines to keep the heat going and to keep that 12-volt keep battery charged. Keep combustion
3: moving along. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, and In addition to that, you're possibly getting carbon monoxide issues if, if you're stuck in there and the tailpipe gets plugged up. There are people that have died from carbon monoxide poisoning stuck in winter storms. So You have to be aware of that. Get out there and clear the tailpipe out and that kind of stuff. So so yeah, you have a lot better chance of lasting longer in your EV in that situation. Of course, if the battery does die, you're not going to go for a can of so electricity. Do you. <laughs> <laughs> but if you think about it, you're not going to go with a can of gas unless you're near a gas station in those situations anyway. You're not going to walk miles through a blizzard to get a can of gas. You're probably going to get a tow either way. Yeah. So that argument I think is kind of a wash. I would rather be in an EV in those situations.
3: Interesting.
2: What if, okay, theoretically, what if um, someone were to run out of gas? I'm not saying that this happened, personal experience. Um, (laughs) So what happens if you are on the side of the road and there's no tow? Like, do you just start pushing it?
0: Yeah, if there's no tow, there's no tow for the gas vehicle either. Uh, And they break down for a lot of different reasons. Um, there's a lot of mechanical things that can go wrong in gas engines. Uh, the, the gas vehicles will mo- are more likely to break down for other reasons than running out of gas. Usually, you know how far you can get on your tank of gas. Running I'm out of gas so
2: far on, yeah. Yeah. I'm so
0: far on <laughs> running out of gas is kind of a rare thing, and and running out of electricity I, is I've kind never, of a
1: rare thing. I've too. never run out of gas. Just- <laughs> yeah of clarification I'm for on, madison
2: i'm on
0: e right now <laughs> yeah but you you have some odd stories about that and too. you're a
1: college student you're, <laughs> oh
0: you're,
2: your your
3: life is on E <laughs> for the next five years I had, I had
2: to have my mom it was like three in the morning and i was like i can make it home from the college to my house which is by the high school i was like i can make it i was like Four blocks away and just just (laughs) shut down. I was like, so if you "You had an
1: EV, it would be be like at zero (laughs) percent charge all the time. And you're like, I'm making it.
2: Forgot to
3: charge the car last
2: night. I was so close. I was so close. There are two types of
0: people: the ones that like fill up at a quarter tank, and the ones that ride that flashing light until the engine dies. I'm
2: at the flashing light right now as we speak.
3: Never, yeah, yeah. never right. below a, a quarter tank for me. I've learned my lessons mm. through hard things, and I'm not going to comment on uh, being. <laughs>
2: you can donate yeah, yeah, to my uh, gas fund. Right,
3: but but anytime I, I, I hit a quarter tank, I, I would do that. Now, if I had an EV, it would be I'm home charge it. Mm-hmm. I'm right. home, charge it. Now, what, uh, what's fascinating is you think about a lot of different electronic devices with lithium batteries. They usually tell you, don't do that.
0: <laughs> right. you're, you're,
3: you're, you're shortening the life of your battery by keeping it constantly charged, yes. which is just the oddest thing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would think that after you know as long as we've had, I I would be able to do that without destroying my own battery. But uh, here we are.
0: Yeah, it has to. Do is with it how the... the
3: same with EVs? If I keep that mm-hmm. charged, I'm, I'm shortening the life of yep. my batteries. Yep. How much does it cost to replace just one? Oh,
0: Ooh. you're lucky if it's ten thousand. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yes. Yeah, oh yeah. it's going to be more than that, probably.
3: You're kidding me. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> There's a good chance that it'll be ten, twenty thousand dollars to replace. Aaron, battery. quick
3: prediction: uh, ten, twelve years from now. Junkyards are full of these things. Oh. Quick. That's my prediction. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And here's the problem.
3: How do you dis- dispose of those
1: bad batteries? That's the environmental offset. One is, and I think you'll get into this, the mining of the rare earth elements needed for these things. The weight of them, uh-huh. you know, they're the like, oh, we're gonna change all the shipping, all the trucks to it's incredibly heavy. Yeah, it's a huge offset. The mining's an offset. The batteries, when they go bad, what do you do with those? It's like the windmills. They they can't do anything. They bury them in <laughs> right. pits. Yes, they do. Bad deal. Like it's again. If you want a Tesla, great. I don't. That's fine. I think it is one of the biggest ploys that we've ever been faced with. There I, is I no magic
3: bullet here. There is isn't. There?
1: There is not. And they're just, they're not, they're sold as environmentally friendly. They're not. They're not even close to environmentally friendly. Yeah, okay, you're not kicking out emissions going down the road, but all of the making of it, disposing of it, and charging of it is a huge offset for me.
3: Yeah. Let's yeah. talk
0: about, uh, we've talked about you know disposing of them. Let's talk about making, the batteries, okay. because First that's, off, that's the thing that I think a lot of people don't even think of. A lot of people are aware that at some point that battery is going to go bad and something's going to have to be done about it, but they don't think a whole lot about where those batteries come from.
3: Now, I don't have anything on where these batteries are going to have to end up, and and oddly enough uh i'll bet neither does uh, the majority of the people producing these we're things, kicking that can right? down the road exactly we're kicking it down the road for another generation mm-hmm. you're welcome again <laughs> uh kind i actually yeah I, I had a conversation with with my daughter saying well you know you guys are the ones who are gonna have to clean it up so and they really are
2: they do not want me around any type of mechanic <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right no. now according to lithium battery manufacturer dragonfly. Lithium is a naturally occurring chemical element. It is a soft, lightweight metal. Uh, it's, It's actually the lightest metal and has such a low density that it would float in water. If it wasn't so reactive, mm-hmm. because if you were to take a piece of lithium and throw it in water, it usually explodes in red flame. That's
0: another uh, thing about EVs too—is when a when car blow up. Or,
3: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh you guys God. remember? You guys remember uh, the <laughs> yeah. whole phone issue? Like f- people yeah. had phones blowing up in their pockets. Yeah. People had vapes blowing up in their face, all because of the batteries, right? Mm-hmm. Why can't you take them on planes? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they blow up, right? Uh, so, I mean, we've got a lot to think about here. Uh, So it's soft enough that you can actually cut this with a knife. And I'm sure a lot of people have been in in the schools and seen other softer metals like that. I had a teacher who loved to do that. He'd slice off a little piece of a metal and toss Mm -hmm. it in some water, right? So you could actually see how it would react. Lithium is actually a very critical component inside any lithium ion batteries. Now, you see these things in RVs, laptops. They're in your smartphone. We've seen them in cameras. We see them in just about everything with a battery nowadays. Uh, These batteries are great for electric vehicles because they are lightweight, because they're not bearing such a heavy load when you get 10, 15 of these things jammed where your engine used to be. Uh, Additionally, some types of glass. And some types of steel actually contain small amounts of lithium. And uh, you actually might see it in some beauty products, believe it or not, and some medications. Mm-hmm. Lithium is used for a lot of different things. It's the name of a Nirvana album, too, or it song. Actually, it's <laughs> yeah. great, yeah. Uh,
2: I'm interested to see what makeup it's in. Uh,
3: yeah, it, it's it, it's in mood-leveling medications a lot of times. Mm. Um, now, That's a Nirvana song, I think, is about yeah. that yeah i think it is actually uh now it's been around for eons but only recently has it become this important uh in our daily lives uh it was a swedish scientist who discovered it uh, over a century ago so lithium has been around for quite some time uh lithium comes from brine and hard rock which i didn't know Hmm. that's pretty fascinating to me brine deposits found in salt lakes brine harvesting is more common for Extraction, but it yields a, a less, uh, well, a lower quality of lithium. Mm. If you want to find high quality lithium that uh, is usually used in electronic devices and things like that, you're going to hard rock mining, which increased costs across the board. We all know that because now I got a mine, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of those mines are, are you know pretty high dollar operations. Uh, now lithium is is so difficult to uh uh, mine because it it's usually in very trace amounts and and it's it's difficult for us to find good locations where there's a lot of lithium that we can really get to Uh, for example there's relatively high concentrations in the aquifers before salt or below salt deserts in south america Uh, seawater various types of rock also contain the element the u.s will need far more lithium to achieve its clean energy goals than what we've got now. And that is going to be expensive. But those in the mining industry can actually take advantage of this right now and and, and basically change their mining operations over to lithium because the demand for this, mm-hmm. I mean, think of who doesn't own a cell phone? Right, yeah, everyone. And, anyway, And in 10 years, who's not going to own a cell phone?
0: Yeah. And it's not just that. It's power tools. It's everything. Anything that's battery powered right now is
3: using lithium. Absolutely. And so this is like stuff that we use every single day, and we never think about it, all right? I simply take this funny-shaped thing, jam it in my screwdriver, and this bad boy goes for four hours, you know, if you're lucky, if you're lucky.
2: Star tip is what I like to call it. Yes, it's, it's,
0: yeah. that's, that's the best one. Right.
3: Now, uh, it also faces a host of challenges, though, from environmentalists, from indigenous groups, government regulations. And that's because the uh, the rise of lithium-ion batteries in the transport and IT sectors has been spurred by the demand for the technologies that reduce carbon emissions and decrease energy use. Exactly what we want to get done. This is the best avenue to do that. Mm-hmm. It comes <laughs> with a different type of payment. Um, yeah, you're the, the the carbon emissions with other...
0: Other problems, really absolutely, bad stuff.
3: Absolutely. Now, if Thanks. you look at the production of cobalt, which is another element uh, that is used in tech devices and these yeah. batteries, yeah, batteries have cobalt in uh, them, uh, a stark picture emerges of an industry exposed to issues, child labor, modern slavery, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the undermining of land and water rights by indigenous people. In these countries, according to Green Tech Media, over 50% of the world's cobalt is currently produced in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Now, that's 50%. That's huge. That's Mm -hmm. huge huge. when you take into account every battery on the planet. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, According uh, for almost half of the world's reserves at 3.4 million metric tons. That's a lot of cobalt. Although much of it is produced at a large-scale industrial mine, the Congolese government reports that around 20% of cobalt exports from the country originate in uh, artisanal mines, a majority of which are unregulated and Mm -hmm. operate illegally. It doesn't matter if it's gold. It doesn't matter if it's silver. If I can pirate it, blood diamonds yeah it will be pirated <laughs> yep and certain individuals in this world do not value life as high as they value a precious metal mm-hmm. so uh shockingly four hundred thousand children are estimated to be employed in these artisanal mines in the congo including a uh, cobalt extraction. Uh, Maplecroft Cobalt Risk Assessment, uh, a part of a community risk service, reveals that human rights abuses are widespread in the sector and can occur within both industrial and artisanal mines. So it's not just happening in the illegal mines. Okay, As Americans, I'm not going to s- sit here and say that we're all just ignorant of what's going on in the world. But the fact of the matter is we do have a pretty good veil between us and what's going oh, on. 100%. Mm-hmm.
1: People driving their EVs do not think about. I saw a video of, of one of those mines. And I mean, it's just a sea of people yeah. digging with their hands, carrying rocks, doing whatever, covered dirt god knows what hmm, i mean right, yeah. probably things that are carcinogenic yeah whatever i mean it it's insane that's why i think it's one of the biggest ploys that we've ever been dealt is yeah. because child labor they're making sense you know on the hour they're horrible conditions also that we can go, ooh yay, environment, and <laughs> we feel good about ourselves. Well, where's it coming from? Where's it going?
3: Exactly. And that's one of the things that really irritates me, okay? It's so we can feel better about ourselves. Right. Right. Our country's gonna lead the way on this, which I totally agree with, completely. But we are one country in a wide world. See, and that's what I always go back to is
1: China, India. Right? They don't have an EPA. They don't care. China is building coal mine or coal power plants continuously. Mm -hmm. That's where a lot of the export coal goes. They don't care. We, yeah, we can lead the way, but if no one else is following, it's really not gonna make a difference.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. I think though that it's the same thing with the environmental thing. Them not doing stuff is not an excuse for us to not do stuff. Exactly. Correct, and I think it's really the only way forward. All of these, you think about coal mines back in the old days, child labor was a problem there too. Yes, it was. That kind of stuff can be fixed and awareness is the problem there.
2: Well, there's so many things that, like you look at clothing companies, do the some of the same things, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, uh, there's a huge one. I can't think. It's like called Sheen, and they're just they're getting busted for, um, kind of that same thing. Uh, terrible working conditions for children. Um, they're not getting paid. The uh, some of the packages that are sent here. Um have like little notes in them that say, please help us. Mm.
1: My God. Wow. So, so they're not going to be God. a sponsor of the show.
0: No. <laughs> no, not likely. No. <laughs> yeah. You have to think, I think you've mentioned uh, just in passing sometimes, you know, how many slaves does each of us actually own Yeah, right. Uh, when you think about it? From uh, your
3: cell phones to your clothing to yeah. your EVs to... You've got to be conscious of the effort. You've got to be conscious of what's going on behind the scenes so that we can feel like we're doing our part for the environment, right? Uh, What are we doing? Well, I bought this and it's supposed to be better for the environment. Well, what went into making what that is? It's just good practice to be conscious Mm -hmm. of this because we unknowingly, and in some cases, even knowingly support this industry of slavery, of sweatshops, of of unethical practices where life has no value. And it's just it's really difficult to sit here and and be able to even comment on it because I know myself. I've used all of this stuff. Oh, I've bought all of this stuff. I am responsible. As much as anybody, you're else. part of the problem. I'm so. part of the problem. We
1: all are. But
3: see, that's yeah. the thing. Admit it now. Let's all go do something yeah. about it. And that's it, the right.
0: Thing. And, and that is stuff that you can do. Things about. That's right. Um,
3: I, I I think that.
0: If you look at, you know, which path do we need to take? All of this, all of the problems with lithium mining are not a reason to stay with burning oil to move people around. I think that's still a huge problem, too. Agree. That's going to kill everybody on the planet eventually if we keep doing what we're doing. Uh, Just look at the efficiency. The, The typical... Gas vehicle is about 25% efficient. Of all the hydrocarbons in your gas tank, 25% of that energy goes to actually making power. The rest of it is wasted as heat and exhaust and all that kind of stuff. An EV is 80% efficient. The battery weighs a lot, but 80% of the power of, that's contained in those battery cells is being used to move the EV around. 20% is wasted as heat and, you know, in cooling the batteries and that kind of stuff. Um, you look at like We're talking about like pickups and stuff going over the mountain. Mm -hmm. The range of them. Is not as good as the range of a gas vehicle, but if you look at the power, and at some point I think uh, engines will be rated in kilowatt hours instead of horsepower. Horsepower mm-hmm. has become kind of ridiculous. You're looking at 400 minimum, right? Oh right. yeah, yeah. Right. Like
3: uh, those big rigs nowadays. Holy cow! Yeah, thousands of Just horsepower. Holy cow!
0: I mean, the, the number of horses is that's kind, of, <laughs> kind of an antiquated <laughs> unit of measure. Kilowatt hours is probably gas engines do have kilowatt hour equivalents. Uh, you look at like the hundred kilowatt. Or such a uh, rating of a battery on the Ford F-150 has like 110 kilowatt hour battery or something. That is the equivalent of a four gallon gas tank. So that pickup can go 300 or so miles on four gallons of gas, basically. That's how much more efficient it is. Yeah. So I think that is the way forward.
1: There are a lot of problems that come with it. Well, and it, here's the thing though too, when they go, oh, it's mandated, we're going EV on everything, really? Cause I don't think you're gonna fly jets. No. With EV. I don't think wars are going to be fought with Military EV, EV isn't going to be going. Yeah, no. No. Nah. They're burning diesel, baby. Yeah. Long haul
0: trucking. That's all about weight. Exactly. And even if it's not as efficient, it still makes economic sense to waste all that energy and gas because you don't weigh as much, mm-hmm. You're, there's not as much physical volume taken up, the, the The fuel tanks on a diesel truck take up a fraction of the amount of space as the batteries
3: do, just the energy density is where that all is. We're going to have to basically remap what we are as a society. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Uh, everything's going to have to be more localized, everything's going to have to be a shorter distance. So and that means... Don't you think maybe that's the push?
1: Maybe. It is interesting Is though. it bad if it is? I- yeah, Why? because, again, country, yeah. don't tell me how
3: far I can go. <laughs>
1: right. Don't tell me I can't drive well, I
3: don't, from coast to coast. I don't, I don't think anyone's trying to tell you that. I think when, when I said that, what, what I meant was we're going to have to remodel our social situations, our supply chains, to the point where uh, the warehouse it is closer. Okay. Amazon same day delivery. Our, now Now think about that. Now think about that. What if we use that as the model, right? What if the government is actually looking at Besnos operation and, and they're like, you know what? That's, that's a pretty good idea. Yeah. We, we simply, uh, take these factories. Okay. That maybe let's say they're in Detroit. All right. Now our warehouse locations all the way down are simply closer. So now my trucks don't have to go as far, but there's just more of them. So now truck A Delivers from the factory to the warehouse truck B goes from warehouse to warehouse truck C goes from warehouse to warehouse and just back Boom boom. That's all you do. You shorten the distance in this Mm. now That means a lot of investment if you do that across the board Okay, what's this country gonna look like? first off There's gonna be a lot of factories Right, that have to build a a lot of warehouses. Wanting
0: to go anyway, Uh, it's like food production. I think you want that to be more local if it can be. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are certain things like you know computer components and stuff that it's going to take a lot of effort to get that stuff produced here and and make it not cost so much that people won't buy it. Yeah, but there are a lot of things where you definitely could. You know, just kind of shift it to its where it's more regionalized instead of a central area. We're going to pay for that, though.
3: See, and that's the thing: the cost of basically scrapping your society and starting over is something you know very few societies know. And because everything that we are, everything that we produce, we're a petroleum-based society. Yeah. It's not just oh, yeah. this is where we get our energy. We are a fossil fuel-based. Society. If you rip that rug out from underneath me too quickly, I'm going to fall down. <laughs> right. Well, right. What are you going to do?
1: I mean, bottles of soda, water, petroleum based, mm-hmm. right? Plastic bottles. I mean, it, we're not going to get away from it. No, we're not. We're too far down the road. Can we do things to kind of help or maybe. Maybe, but is that helping? I think the one thing we can do is stop burning
0: oil to move people around. And you think about how much, you know, I'm guilty of this, uh, drive a large vehicle just to get myself to work and back. Right. You know, not necessarily the most efficient way to get myself from there to here. Uh, that kind of stuff, I think, EVs make great sense. And, and I had a reservation in for an electric pickup because at that time, I was just going from work to back. I was yeah. moving some uh, stuff around. You know, I'd occasionally drive stuff around town, but I was never going 200 miles a day. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, then they announced that it was going to cost... $20,000 more than I thought it was going to cost and then my daughter got into horses and uh, it just it became not practical And, and then money
3: and life got in the way. Yeah and, right? that's,
0: and that's another thing too like we're talking about how long does it take to environmentally break even on an EV? It takes a while to financially break even on an EV too. I mean we're talking like eight or ten years Maybe wow. and how many people keep a vehicle for that long
1: ten years is on the long side these That yeah, is
0: well it really and that's, is.
1: That becomes one of the issues as is you go. Okay. I can buy the gas-powered Pick up for half, half the price, half the price. How practical is that for 90 percent of this country during kind of a recessionary time? Whatever. I mean, money is not just growing on trees for a lot of folks around I've been, here. I've Amen. still been so <laughs> pushing people to buy that expensive option is another thing that's just absolutely
3: yeah. impractical. We'll see. And then the government's going to have to get involved in that. And they're going to have to regulate pricing and subsidies to cover that. Uh, So we're all going to end up paying for that. So that's the thing we're all playing along whether we want to play or not you look at
0: like i've been still kind of keeping my eyes on the evs because i would still like to go that direction at some point for in some way uh but right now you cannot find a practical one for under forty thousand dollars and that's like a 200-ish mile range i mean i'm not going to take that around you know driving around the state of wyoming
3: how is madison going to afford something like that straight out of college she's got how much college debt underneath her that she's got to get managed and then she oh by the way you've got to Fulfill your societal one house, uh, two point five children, uh, <laughs> hold down a job full time, and uh, buy the expensive and EVs. buy all the expensive EVs that you possibly yep. can. <laughs>
2: <time to sleep.
1: laughs> right? Yeah. Or
3: the world as we know it is over. No,
1: yeah, no pressure.
3: Yeah, no right. pressure. Madison. Well,
1: and you know, I got to bring this in. What about? A solar flare or an EMP <laughs> zapping
3: the hell out of that EV. Your is over. Let's Oops. let's let's ask that question though. Let, let's be serious about that, <sighs> Steve. We know that these things have occurred in the past. Mm-hmm. We know that they affect electronics. You taught yeah. us not very long ago that even one proton. Can get through electrical equipment, completely flub something up. It doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen. If something like this were to occur on that level, what exactly would happen to an (laughs) EV society? I don't think, I mean, it would be disastrous,
0: obviously, but I don't think it would be substantially different if we didn't go to EVs. Yeah. Mean, all of our vehicles now are computer controlled anyway. Understood. The thing isn't gonna run. It might go into some crazy limp mode and maybe still run. Um, but I, you're basically dead in the water either way. I don't See, think-
1: See, my motorcycle will yeah, rot. That's the thing. You gotta go to old, low-tech
0: <laughs> carburetor, yeah. Yeah, no electronic fuel injection, just basic old school stuff. Th- that's bike. the only thing that's gonna survive. Yeah, but, your bike. but we're already, way past that we There's, really are yeah, yeah there, there are not that many vehicles on the road right now that would be okay in an emp situation we're already past that i don't think the ev is anything in particularly really bad about that
3: your buddy who's been working on that old 1956 chevy's going to become the damn hero <laughs> of the neighborhood that's <laughs> right. what's going to happen <laughs> right yeah. that's yeah. what's going to happen
0: <laughs> yeah i i do think i've been watching the stanley cup playoffs right any any broadcast like that Look at the car manufacturer ads. Every single one of them is for Every the all-new electric whatever.
3: They're all making promises, aren't they? Buy this year. Buy that year. But they're not buy available. Them. No. You can't well, buy that's them. The th- they came out with a,
1: I think it was a Mercedes or BMW, whatever. They're, they're not available.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Tesla announced the Cybertruck what 2016. It was right. quite a yeah. And now he's still coming are forward. Those yep. things.
2: Wasn't that a flop though? <laughs> I mean, it they're looks like, like this is a bulletproof window. I'm going to throw a rock at it and it just shattered. It,
0: it, it, it did have a. It didn't go as smoothly as Elon <laughs> yeah. had hoped, but he still had tons of reservations. Tesla has enough fanboys that yeah. you know, he's going to sell as many of those as he can make.
2: We watched that live and we were like. What? This but is that's so the, dumb. That's the
0: thing, though. You know, Ford is selling as many of those F-150 Lightnings as they can make. They can't make enough of them. I mean, you, you're talking like 2035, we're going to go electric? It's not going to no happen.
1: There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. We we can't produce to be able to do that for everybody that has a vehicle.
3: And uh, and America loves her cars.
1: Yes. Well, and how many yep. vehicles does the common family have? Yep. I point mean, something, right? At least, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean... Uh, literally two point one, something. Got yeah. The motorcycle. She's got her scooter. I mean, like, <laughs> it, yeah. That's I'm not.
2: I need is a scooter. Yep. <gasps> yeah.
1: That's exactly what <laughs> yeah. need. And it'll be yeah. on E the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you yeah. can go like 100 miles on E. <laughs> you can you Fred Flintstone it to your <laughs> next destination. <laughs> Get you
0: can pedal when the battery dies. at the
2: college that I'm going to, they're like, we don't recommend you bringing a car, but you can definitely bring a bike. I was like. I'm not going to be biking around, no.: Vespa, baby. That's Vespa.
1: That's the direction you need to go. You know, talking about these things catching fire, mm-hmm. right? There was a video of one that caught fire, and it burned for like, three days. Like yeah. they couldn't put it out. The
3: problem is I don't think you can use water to put
0: No, out. you can't. And lithium batteries make their own oxygen. Yeah. Right. It becomes a so self fueling fire. Suffocated. Yeah. Now the good news is that you know when they when they go bad, they go really bad. But <laughs> but it's like nuclear though. When it, when nuclear power goes bad, it goes yeah, bad. Yeah, it's bad, but it doesn't go bad all that often. Uh, the chances of an EV catching fire are a lot smaller than a gas engine, and even a hybrid. A hybrid is worse than a gas engine. I don't know why. Uh, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but there were some stats that uh, showed, you know, per one hundred thousand sold or whatever it is, the number of fires based on the vehicle type: gas engine, uh, which was gas and diesel combined, hybrid and EV. EV was way down on the list, a fraction of the percentage of the number of EVs catch fire compared to gas hmm. interesting
3: i can see i could see why because you are using combustion yeah but but yeah i would think the opposite that these because for me you know what always caught me was like what we're talking about at the beginning cell phones blowing up in people's pockets but how many blowing up in their faces that
0: was it's the same thing as evs whenever a tesla catches fire it's big news right when those samsung note 7s were catching fire it was big news but how many cell phones are out there and how many caught fire exactly a fraction of a fraction of a percent and it was a manufacturing defect in those particular or phones that was causing the problem. People have phones charging next to their beds all the time and we aren't catching fire left and right.
3: Well, and you've got you've got how many different recalls from car companies every year on the combustion engine oh, yeah. cars I, I, I that I, I were Ford producing. had
0: like a brake controller that was blowing up F one fifties and a lot more of those burned than any EVs ever have.
3: Yeah, but you're not seeing that on every you know, it was a, not big news, yeah. TikTok or 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 your reels. <laughs> so you're not seeing that kind and of TikTok.
0: stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and people weren't saying, oh well, you know, the, the Ford F one fifty is a write-off or I'm, I'm not gonna one of them because it might explode yeah I mean it's just it it makes big news when it happens in part because it is kind of rare and yeah. also in part because when it does happen it's spectacular yeah, right
1: <laughs> it's like a real show
0: yeah it will burn and burn and burn and the fire departments are not typically equipped to deal with that kind of stuff yeah it takes a whole different uh, get your procedure.
3: well at the same time could you imagine the fumes that are being produced by these lithium batteries uh and uh, that's burning lithium and cobalt that's a burning <laughs> reactive metal we should probably be nowhere near probably what that's good. producing yeah. yeah i mean but like you said steve it's it's a trade-off right when when it goes bad it goes bad big i am am someone who will yell from the rooftops that nuclear energy is the way of the future this is how we have to do this it can be made safe uh now accidents do occur but those accidents have been so minuscule and and so uh, uh rare mm-hmm. that we can all sit here and basically say okay this happened that happened and this happened there have been mistakes i'm sorry but uh I don't know why uh what was it fukushima was built mm-hmm. next to the goddamn ocean
1: <laughs> right, yeah, it right. just it wouldn't make any sense to me
3: <laughs> but a decision was made somewhere there uh, and and that was the big fallout right mm-hmm. when the when tsunami. that tsunami came so, through, and we watched that radioactivity basically stretch across the northern pacific terrifying. That, by the way, is still a thing. We Mm -hmm. just don't Mm -hmm. hear about it. That'll be a thing for decades to come.
0: And we're dealing with Chernobyl. I mean, Chernobyl was 86.
3: The elephant foot is still deadly.
0: Yeah, and they've built this big containment thing around it, but even that's not going to be a, oh, everything's fine now. It has to be monitored forever. It can seep into the groundwater. That may never not be a problem.
3: All right. There's drawbacks. When accidents do happen, they're pretty damn bad. Mm -hmm. But they are rare, uh, and, and and fortunately, I would hope, fingers crossed, that we have learned from each and every one of these incidents. If a battery were to blow up and I know that it came from my company, I would automatically have somebody out there tell me why this happened. Mm-hmm. I want an explanation on my desk as to why this occurred, and I want three ways you're going to prevent it from stop, from happening again. Like, mm-hmm. that's just the way it's got to be. This is the regulatory practices that we need in place to move this forward, which is going to make things even more difficult <laughs> and, and more even expensive. more expensive. Yeah, the thing is,
0: we are still very much in early adopter territory when it comes to EVs. I mean, when Blu-ray players first came out, they cost six grand. When yeah. when HD TVs came out, they were
3: $20,000. Oh, you remember how expensive flat screens were when they yeah. first Damn. came yeah. onto the scene? But,
1: you know, the rich people can afford them. Right, and so that's where well, it needs to start, and that Not becomes I. kind of the thing, though, right? Is it kind of a status symbol? Like, oh yeah, oh, look at my
2: is.
3: cars were my back tesses. in the day. Yeah, yeah, the the, the coachless <laughs> carriage was just yeah. all the rave. You know right. what I mean?
2: I am sure we that if you're bring those back, why can't we have?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Talk about
0: emissions
2: yeah. steering wheels with
3: a it, it was it was a little stick. This is how you steered yeah. it. It we was a little. Like,
2: horse drawn carriages i'm going to go take the carriage oh to she's stool. A, she's
3: talking about going back to the, the yeah. dark ages. ages yeah. well,
1: well when the emp happens just like haylene yeah, I mean, be, be, yeah. well
3: where i'm going to tell way. you right now that your car okay whether it be ev or gas is less expensive than a team
0: well I, i'm going to getting into the horse territory now and the horse is the least expensive part about owning a horse yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it just keeps coming and coming yeah. so
1: yeah i don't i i, I don't see the value of EVs, personally. Like I said, if, if if like you said, if it's your daily commuter, I get it. That, that can make sense to me. Mm-hmm. I don't want one. Mm-hmm. Because when I drive, I drive long distances. I don't want it to take four times as long. I wanna to get to where I'm going. I know, I mean, I know I'm kicking out emissions. I know how much gas I'm burning, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> like, it,
3: it doesn't... You're okay with the trade-off, and that's all right. Mm-hmm. I am. I mean, and bottom line, it is. I'm not
1: necessarily okay with the trade-off of child labor, the nasty environmental damage that the strip mining does in order to make these things.
3: Yeah, you then... think strip mining in the U.S. is bad? You should oh. see it in an unregulated country. Oh, man, yeah. They do it's, not care.
1: It's a horrifying. And... Once that thing is trash, where does it go? Yeah, in the ground, and that's that's the argument
0: for nuclear too. Is there is waste that has to be dealt with? Correct. Uh, the good news with EV batteries is if they are properly maintained, and that's a pretty big if. Uh, you were talking about you know keeping them charged all the time. That's that's huge no no. You you want to keep it between like ten and eighty percent max charge. Don't let it go down real low. Don't get, let it go up real high. Uh, you go to one hundred percent if you're going to go on a long road trip. If you're just driving to work and back, maintain... if you're in an
1: EV, you're not going
3: on a long road yeah.
2: trip. Steve. I mean, you are
0: if you're. <laughs> adventurous type. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you're not in a to get it. there. Well, yeah. no, the
3: fact of the matter is, you know... It, How far can I go? I know one day I'll end up owning one. I know one day you'll end up owning I one. think it's... It's going to happen.
0: It is It is the future of civilian transportation. Um, if those batteries are well maintained, they will last a very long time. There are there are 10 plus year old Teslas out there that still have 70, 80% of their original range. Batteries are well maintained. Those batteries are gonna last as long as the vehicle will last. You know, Vehicles can last 20ish years. The battery will last that long. Uh, once they're no longer useful for mobile applications, they still have uses in stationary applications. You can use them for battery backups, for buildings and things like that. They don't have to hit the landfill right away. Hopefully, by the time we get to that point where they need to be stuck in the landfill, we will have better options than that. You know, the next 20, 30 years, maybe we will come up with some better recycling ability Watch with into batteries. Space. I was,
3: I was going to ask you, Steve, is there a way that we can take our old cell phones? I, I know a guy who actually owns a company uh, who strips the gold out of old electronics and does pretty well doing that. Is there a way that we can strip the lithium out of this stuff and recycle it to be used in batteries again.
0: Probably. Uh, how practical is that is the real problem. Uh, that's the main problem with the, the, the tur- wind turbine blades. Mm-hmm. You could recycle that stuff, but it's so cost prohibitive that there's no one's going to do it. They're going to yeah. lose money and go out of business trying to do it. Uh, so the technology has to change. Uh, at some point, maybe lithium won't be the answer. There may be some other type of battery power that will work better and be more recyclable and more environmentally friendly.
3: And yeah, more friendly to... Uh... Children,
0: And that's the nice thing, though, is EVs are energy agnostic. we're, We're running them on coal here in Wyoming right now, but if nuclear power starts taking off, the EV will automatically become more environmentally friendly. Your gas vehicle is only ever going to burn gas. If a different type of battery pack comes out, you can... Pull the battery pack out of your tesla stick a different one in that runs on different rare earth metals or whatever it is and it automatically becomes a better for the environment so i think that is the way forward the the, the technology will change it's changing rapidly right now the child labor problems can be solved it, 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 whether or not we make, make the effort to do it is the question
3: we've been fighting human rights issues in the congo since Forever, forever. I mean, and and yeah. it'll. It unfortunately that'll continue, uh, because honestly, they have the leverage. Mm. It's my lithium. Yeah, it's my cobalt.
0: Yeah, and we all are going to get it?
3: Yeah, what else are you going to do?
0: Yeah, yeah, but the technology could change. Maybe lithium and cobalt won't be the answer. Twenty years from now, there may be something totally different. I mean, Coal may- fusion. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe we'll go back to steam
3: power. <laughs> what? Well, yeah. I'm I. I'm, I'm, Got my fingers crossed for cold fusion, uh, and and that's a then whole... water just becomes really expensive. Well, it, well, that it actually it, brings it, up something. It. I was going to drop a name uh, of a company who wants water to be expensive anyway, but you can do the research on that yourselves. Yeah. Um, that, that does
0: bring up something. Uh, we're talking EVs because that's kind of the way things are going, but hydrogen power is another option. Uh, it has its own problems too. Uh, making hydrogen is not really environmentally friendly. It, you talk about fires, you know, the Hindenburg, of course, comes to mind. Right right uh, out of the gate, Yeah, maybe. you got a big gas uh, tank of hydrogen in your vehicle. That's probably not the greatest I, thing. I,
3: I believe it was the uh, the Ford Pinto, if you walk <laughs> up and... <laughs> yeah, right. at yeah, yeah, yeah. the back of it. If you know. anybody out there could remember uh, Ralph Nader, and uh, I think that's who it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he was he, the, one that he's brought, the one that brought that to the nation's speed. attention. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, uh, for those who don't know, uh, this this vehicle was very popular but if you were to just tap the back of it the gas tank exploded it had
0: a bit of a design flaw in a where the gas bit. tank was located yes yeah.
3: absolutely so yeah
0: so I, hydrogen is another possibility i don't think that's the way it's going to go it has a lot of problems
1: well and they they had gone with there was a push for compressed natural gas mm-hmm. for a long time and they're like oh it's going to be the wave of the future every gas station is going to have and cng city buses run off that right Some do. Yeah, some do. Some do. But that never took off either. Mm -mm. And you know what I think it is? People like their petroleum. People like to burn gas. Well, it's cheap
0: (sighs) and it's convenient. Absolutely. And we
3: have a system in place,
0: but it may not always be that way that that I think it kind of makes you wonder like we're seeing all like I mentioned every single car manufacturer out there is advertising the all new electric whatever. Do they know something that we don't because exactly uh, I think the natural market would take. 15, 20 years, maybe for even half of the vehicles on the road to become EVs if Probably it was just more. naturally going through the market. But there is a real push for that. And that's it makes a you wonder. Push. I'm,
3: I'm tell- uh, We've passed peak oil. Yeah,
0: our, our gas price is about to go because petroleum, even if you stop burning it all right now in gas vehicles, it's still being used everywhere for everywhere. everything. So if we're running out of that, it's not vehicles that are really the problem. And that's a piece of it. But there's a lot of petroleum use that's going to suddenly get a lot more expensive as well.
3: We are a society that did not listen to ourselves. Okay. For how long have they been telling us? As soon as you pass peak oil, we need to start figuring something else out. And we sat around twiddling our thumbs for how goddamn long. Mm. And so now here we are. We're in the day and age where we either shit or get off the pot. <laughs> right. And that's right. the bottom line. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's like I was talking about in the beginning of this. Do they know something that we don't? Unless oh, they do. They always know something <laughs> that we
1: don't. Come
0: on. That's what this whole podcast is about. But what I'm about. saying, <laughs> but what I'm saying
3: is in 10 years am I paying 10 bucks a pint for fuel? Am if, I paying? If t- you're in California, for sure.
0: <laughs> they're, they're already, are, already almost doing almost it there. Yeah.
3: Well,
2: I'll really be riding me then.
0: I think the bottom line is this: we all need to do what Aaron did and look, really look at the pros and cons and make the decision that makes sense for you. Yeah. I think a lot of people can make a decision where EVs make sense. In in my personal opinion, I think if you have a two vehicle household, one of those two vehicles probably could very well be an EV, and you'd be
1: fine. You know what? I, I and I don't have a problem with that. Like, I, I think that that's, okay, I've got my gas for long trips, but we've got the EV for in the town. commute oh, in yeah. town, whatever. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, I think- I'm, I'm not con, con, con on these things. It's just, for me, it's, it's not a thing. But now, anything electric-powered like lawnmower, weed whipper... Totally understand that. That's actually they're pretty great. They're pretty fun, yeah.
3: They're. Did awesome. you just say weed
1: whiper? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Is that a regional thing? That's the
0: copyright friendly version of a weed, weed eater. W- <laughs> I
3: got a weed, oh. weed Whipper. Okay.
0: I call it a string trimmer. That, that's kind of a regional thing, though. That's string strange. trimmer. Yeah.
3: It's uh, a weed whacker. Weed whacker. <laughs>
1: weed <laughs> weed yeah. eater.
3: Yeah. I've never heard weed whipper before. Weed. I've never. I've yeah. oh, weed whiper. That's strange. Yeah, it's a mini sawtooth thing. <laughs> I'll have to ask, uh, I'll have to ask Amy just exactly what those things are called. Cause... And Madison, is there anything else that you wanted to add?
0: Actually, uh... your
3: generation is the one who's really going to have to deal with this stuff. Now,
0: Not like we said, like we say every week, like <laughs> every week,
3: I'm sorry, but that's, that's the truth of the matter. Okay. We got, we as a society got pretty damn used to kicking our feet up and just letting things drift along. And now here we are at the moment where, Everything's got to take place in 10, 20 years when you and. When and, you're
1: our age.
2: <laughs> <laughs> when I'm 30.
3: What. What? what I'll take but that. think about it. What is the world going to look like, Madison?
2: Oh, what,
3: what are your thoughts on all of this?
2: Well, coming from someone who is a college student that does not have a lot of money I would rather not try to spend money on the electric vehicle right now I can barely pay for mine on my own mm-hmm. um so I think having it be mandated is hard but if it was I don't know set in like kind of bracketing things like if you make so- and so this much you are mandated to do that mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of the way it's gonna
0: Yes. It has to be subsidized somehow.
2: Because there's no way, like, every single person can afford that. Mm-mm. There's no way.
0: Not even half of the people can afford no, it right now. I mean, no one can do it half. now,
2: barely. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think it's kind of insane to think that everyone is going to be able to have one.
3: Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what this is. We're <laughs> laying out something so the government could just subsidize the entire operation. Maybe.
2: And if no one can have one, is like, what is going to be our transportation?
0: none of the decisions are going to be easy, but we're going to have to start making them.
3: Yeah. Agreed.
2: (laughs) Well,
3: I think that
0: about wraps it up for this one.
3: I think that does. uh, You know, it's, it's, I don't want to leave it on like a doomsday prophecy, (laughs) but the fact of the matter is maybe this is something that needs to be looked at like that in all truth. Maybe this is something that we need to just, You know, no matter what side of the fence that we're on, just take a moment, look at the information from scientists and figure out what needs to happen. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and, and the government needs to do that too. It needs to stop, in my opinion, pushing to mandate this stuff, feed it, keep it moving along, help those companies, help those engineers, help those battery developers and Get your foreign dignitaries to start telling them you can keep your goddamn (laughs) cobalt if this is the way that you're going to drag it up from the earth. I'll find it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. This has been Jackalope's Explore.